showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Five tools to help you survive a long distance relationship. I know they're hard and I know you all care about this topic because the top episode on relationships like the podcast is four tips to help you in a long distance relationship. Even if you're not in a long distance relationship, I think there is plenty that I'm gonna talk about today that could be applicable. So listen up. Long distance is hard. You're lonely. You miss each other. You fight over silly things because you're sensitive and you miss each other. It's hard because you have different expectations about what connection looks like, texting, phone calls, what your in-person time, should you get to see each other, what that looks like. Like I said, I get it. My husband and I dated long distance for 14 months and we would fight about little things like the appropriate amount of time it takes to text someone back, when to schedule longer calls, how often we should talk on the phone, who should come see the other and when, and what our schedule should look like when we actually saw each other. These months were some of the loneliest of my life, but when I saw him, it was exhilarating. Our chemistry was often wild. And that's what kept me hanging on. So here are some of the tips that I found helpful. The first is to discuss your expectations around contact, whether this is the telephone, FaceTime, text, or seeing each other. Make sure you have explicit agreements. Don't expect your partner to just know. I know this is hard, but I have vivid memories of driving down the street, crying, being so upset because I hadn't heard from him in a couple of days, texting him, being ready to end the relationship, and then we would talk about it. And I hadn't made this clear. His expectation is we would just talk whenever. That was okay to him. Neither of us had ever done long distance before. So we had to talk about our beliefs, our values, our expectations, and compromise around what that contact should look like. Trust me, it didn't look the way either of us perfectly wanted it to look. I wish it went the way I wanted it to go, but it did not. But we came up with something that suited us both most of the time. Which leads me to the second tip that helped is build rituals of connection for that contact. So it's the little things that count, those little things that add up over time and the little things really matter. This could be a good morning phone call, a two minute text. It could be a two minute FaceTime having breakfast or maybe longer dinner dates that you share via video and you have a glass of wine one night a week. Whatever this is, build rituals of connection for little bits of contact. For us, it was five minute phone calls a day. I wanted longer, he wanted less. I wanted more engagement, he wanted less. Both of us were right, but they were these little rituals that got us through and helped us stay connected even when it was really hard. This was challenging because neither of us perfectly got our needs met, but we agreed upon it and we were able to get through until the next time that we saw each other. Which leads me to strategizing. The third thing, strategizing around what your time together will look like and how often you're gonna see each other. 
So this is hard. It could be financial. Maybe you don't have the option to see your partner long distance, but you want to think about, should you get to see each other? How often? What does this look like? Be clear on your expectations of how you want to spend your time together. Is it going to be just the two of you? Are you going to be with others? These moments are precious and you need to discuss your different expectations. For us, we had to deal with the challenges of a busy social life, friend obligations, party obligations, um, other events that were going on. And often we would have to sacrifice whether it was a little bit of together time to go out, be with others, or we'd have to skip out on some things that were going on so we could just spend some time together. It was a push and pull, a give and take, and it required a lot of bargaining and compromise. And I can tell you, we certainly fought, especially when we weren't clear on what we expected and worked together to come up with some sort of clear compromise for how that time together would look. So sometimes our time together was a trip away, just the two of us. Sometimes it was the weekend in bed. Other times it was a social gathering here, a friend lunch there, a party that night. It really depended time to time and what our needs were, but what we learned is we had to talk about it. The th- Fourth thing I learned and one of the hardest lessons I think I learned but was super important was to build a social circle for yourself. I once had someone explain, I think it was Lori Harder, that your partner can't be the only hat you wear. I want you to imagine like having a bunch of hats. Maybe you have one hat and you just want to wear that hat because it goes with everything. That's what I want my partner to be, the person that does everything with me. But because I left that hat across the country, I had to get lots of other hats to go with different outfits. So maybe it's not the way you want it to be, but it's important to still have support and to have fun, even if you can't be with your love. So try on a green hat, a red hat, an orange hat, a purple hat, a yellow hat. Different hats are gonna go with different experiences, different occasions, and you really have to build and lean on that social circle. The fifth thing is acceptance. Life on life's terms. Goodness, I would say the serenity prayer. I'm not a religious person, but this helps me. So God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I could not change that we were distant. I could not change that I was lonely. And I had to focus on the things I could change and what I could not change. Acceptance. Life on life's terms. Look, long distance isn't for everyone. There are countless times I almost ended it because it was too hard. If there wasn't light at the end of the tunnel, a firm date when we would be together, I'm not sure I could have made it through. Then four months after getting together, we were presented with another opportunity to do long distance again. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. So I moved 3,239 kilometers across the country to take a risk on love. To take a chance, I really had spent not that much time with in real life. I spent more time with him from afar. But the saying I kept thinking was, is it better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? So I took a risk. All right, I hope you find these helpful. So the five things I talked about were discussing your expectations around contact, building rituals of connection for your contact, strategizing around what your time together will look like and how often you're gonna see each other, building a social circle for yourself and acceptance. I hope this is helpful. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.